0: This is Sarah Lemon, author of The Whole Dish blog and food writer for The Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for The Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Albacore tuna, specifically the season's fresh catch of albacore, on the Oregon coast inspired my most recent column in the Meal Tribune food section, and those also run under the name The Whole Dish every other week in a la carte. This week's column had the headline Ah Albacore. It ran September 23rd, and it gave readers some impetus for looking at Albacore beyond what's available in cans. It's one of Oregon's most significant fisheries. It's sustainable. The fish itself is affordable. And although it's become a fairly recent thing within the past few decades to really consume this fish fresh, it was almost exclusively canned for decades and decades and decades. Certainly when my mom was a kid growing up on the South Coast and her family would take their boat out and they would fish for albacore and bring in enough fish to can for the entire year to eat as much of as they wanted. No one ever thought to eat it fresh, but it really is something to be savored and appreciated, particularly during the season for it, which runs sort of late August to late September is when it's at its best. You will find it in coastal fish markets. After that, certainly frozen. My family typically tries to purchase it in that sweet spot. I was over on the coast several weeks ago. I did kind of a double take, and this is what really inspired the column. When I heard another customer in the seafood market who had just purchased a whole fresh albacore loin, they come in what's known as loins, and a smoked loin, which this particular fishmonger specializes in a lot of smoked fish, he just purchased both of those before inquiring if the seafood market ever received any sushi-grade tuna. (laughs) And I thought, what is he talking about? He just bought some of the best fish you could possibly eat as sushi. And in fact, albacore is known in sushi restaurants as shiro maguro, which means white tuna. It's the only species allowed to be labeled white meat tuna in the United States. Although sushi restaurants often will offer what they call white tuna, that is in fact a totally unrelated species, escolar, that is a tropical deep water predator. And in fact, if it's consumed in large quantities can cause some gastrointestinal distress This, of course, sets the stage for one of the issues that I explored, sort of in brief in my column, about the marketing terms around seafood and fish that really don't mean anything, sushi grade being one of those. Sushi grade is a misleading term, and I researched a lot of this online and turned up articles, including a 2017 article from Serious Eats, that delved into the fact that grade tends to imply some kind of quality. The U.S. Department of Agriculture grades beef, and it's an indicator of marbling, and one can extrapolate from that quality. Fish simply is not viewed the same way by government guidelines, inspectors, and really what's at stake here is whether the fish that's to be consumed raw in sushi restaurants or restaurants that also serve preparations for raw fish has been properly treated to eliminate parasites. The most significant step in the process is freezing using a super freezer, something that achieves very, very low temperatures that a home freezer simply cannot handle. Restaurants and the fish industry have these. And so that means that really, The fish that you're getting in the United States, at least, to consume raw in sushi restaurants isn't technically fresh. It's pretty much all frozen with the exception of tuna. All the species of tuna are deemed by the FDA to be parasite-free, at least as far as all their research can tell and the long precedent for eating these species raw every other species must be treated in a super freezer in the United States to be legally served as a raw preparation in restaurants. So again, the term sushi grade doesn't really mean anything. And in fact, it can steer customers in the wrong direction. Like this particular customer in the coastal seafood market I overheard, who had just bought Fabulous, sustainable, affordable albacore that is so delicious, raw. And instead, he was asking about frozen yellowfin and bluefin, perhaps tuna that come from Asia. The provenance that's maybe a little bit murky, fishing practices that aren't entirely stated clearly on the packaging. That's something I run into all the time trying to buy seafood in the Rogue Valley and trying to determine that my choices are the best choices, both for the environment, for workers, and it can often be really, really hard to suss out. It's all very murky. And this has been acknowledged in numerous articles over the years as reporters have sort of delved into the abuses by the seafood industry in mislabeling species and the sushi industry in particular is a prime culprit. There are other reasons to choose albacore for sustainability. Bluefin tuna, big eye tuna, they're being overfished at an alarming rate. They are considered not prime sustainable species. If you do happen to run across a sushi restaurant it's probably going to be again a higher end one where the chefs are certainly in the know and you happen to see real albacore tuna on the menu. Shiro Maguro. Know that this is also a great choice for your own health. I did some research into this from some seafood companies and nutrition sources that tout albacore as a great fish for raw consumption. And it's omega-3 fatty acid content higher than other tuna. It's packed with protein, essential vitamins and minerals. It has more protein, I think, than beef. And it certainly is one that we would all do well to eat more of, even if it is just starting with canned tuna. That sushi flavor combination of flavors is pretty compelling, even for people who are maybe a little wary of eating raw fish and albacore tuna in particular. My mom being one of those people, she's always a little reluctant to try something she's never tried before, although she loves that amalgam of sushi flavors, pickled ginger in particular. So I wanted to make her something that I thought would really knock her socks off with the albacore tuna that we had purchased. And I decided to prepare it as a burger, which she loves burgers. I admit that this isn't an original idea. It's something I've seen in restaurants, including a couple local restaurants with varying degrees of success. The details are what really matter with this, fine tuning it, not overcooking the tuna, toasting a good quality burger bun. We had a brioche burger bun and having some of those essential condiments on hand, the pickled ginger, some chili sauce or wasabi paste to mix into the mayonnaise and some eel sauce that they use in Asian restaurants, which maybe isn't quite so easy to come by as something like hoisin sauce, bottled hoisin sauce, which my mom had. All of those things you're going to need to make this burger that I detailed in my column Ah, Albacore. And I'm going to explain it in this podcast because I really do think that it is simple when executed correctly with a few special ingredients, yet really, really remarkable. I think really kind of wows people. You need fresh albacore tuna loins and you need to cut one inch steaks crosswise from the loin. If you have a large loin and you're working kind of in the middle, you can get one nice steak that will cover a burger bun right there from the middle. But if you're working on the end, the loin narrows. So you may need to cut two or three slices to cover the entire surface of your bun. about one to one and a half inch thick. It depends on how rare you like your tuna. I prefer rare in the middle. My mom, I knew she would want it not so much. So you can adjust the thickness based on that. You're going to prepare some condiments. And again, I use chili garlic sauce because that's what my mom had on hand. It's also known as sambal olek, to two parts mayonnaise. She had best foods on hand that's kind of our standard family brand. Cupie brand mayonnaise, which is Japanese and used in sushi restaurants is going to yield the most authentic sushi restaurant flavor and If you have wasabi paste, you mix it with the Cupie mayonnaise even better again adjust the quantity about one part wasabi or chili garlic sauce to two parts mayonnaise depends on your tolerance for spice maybe a little bit less than one part lightly butter some buns preferably brioche buns you want a nice tender crumb but you want the surface toasted i always think it's just such travesty and that's where this burger in particular has fallen down for me in restaurant preparations they don't toast the bun I mean, who wants a burger on a bun that isn't toasted? I don't. And I don't mean like just laying it on a grill grate and sort of kind of warming it up. I mean like buttering it, putting it under the oven broiler. Of course, watching it carefully so it doesn't burn. Season the tuna steaks with a light sprinkle of salt, pepper, and ground ginger. This is sort of essential. That ginger Provides a nice contrast, that sort of slightly bitter, astringent contrast to the really buttery tuna. And again, albacore tuna is very, very mild, much more so than any of the other species. Most people will have tried in sushi restaurants. Melt one tablespoon of butter in one tablespoon of neutral flavored oil in a skillet over medium-high heat. It could be a nonstick skillet, it could be a cast iron skillet. My mom tends to use the former, I use the latter. A well-seasoned cast iron skillet would work great for this. And if you have a grill pan or you want to grill these, you could do that as well. I just happen to like that nice seared surface in butter personally, but you could cut some calories and add a little bit of the char flavor by grilling these. When the butter just starts to darken in color, add the tuna steaks and sear for 2 minutes. While the tuna is cooking, place your buttered buns under the oven broiler, flip the tuna to sear on the second side, and brush each steak with a little bottled hoisin sauce. Or if you have eel sauce, you may be able to find that in a well-stocked grocery store or an Asian grocer like Medford's Asia Grocery Market near Winco. I love this touch, which my mom certainly did not have available, but I do at my house. And that's furikake rice seasoning. It's a mixture of sesame seeds and little bits of nori seaweed and some sugar and some salt kind of all mixed together. It's an essential in Japanese households just to sprinkle over rice. I love it on popcorn. If you happen to have that, they even stock it at Food for Less in Medford where I shop. Put your hoisan sauce and your tuna steaks. Sprinkle some of that furikake rice seasoning over that. Remove your buns from the oven broiler and your tuna steaks to a plate. Spread the chili or wasabi mayonnaise onto the bun bottom. Top with the tuna steak. Slice an avocado in half. Pit it, slice through the flesh about an eighth inch intervals, and scoop the avocado onto the tuna steak. Some people will like loads of avocado. My mom isn't one of those people so much, so maybe just like three slices or so fanned out. I think I took maybe more in the neighborhood of four to five slices on mine. Again, it's to your taste. Then top the avocado with slices of pickled ginger. Again, this is what you find on the plates at sushi restaurants. It comes in a jar. It's yellow. If it hasn't been tinted pink with a dye, you would probably be able to find either at a lot of grocery stores. Again, certainly an Asian market. That's really essential for this, that pickled ginger flavor. You could add more wasabi mayonnaise to the bun top if you wanted. I find the avocado rich enough that it's kind of overkill and it starts to get a little sloppy. So I leave the bun top plain. And that is Sushi-Styled Albacore Tuna Burger. It isn't a recipe so much as just a process outlined in my most recent column in the Mail Tribune food section, Ah Albacore, that ran September 23rd, which also incorporated recipes for tuna ceviche with salad shoots and citrus dressing. That recipe's from Jamie Oliver's Jamie at Home, Cook Your Way to the Good Life as well as a really classic sort of bistro recipe, French bistro recipe for piparade with raw tuna. That's from another cookbook I really love, French Feasts, 200 Traditional Recipes for Family Meals and Gatherings by Stéphane Reynaud. I've shared recipes in this podcast before from that book. So find those in my most recent column, in the Meal Tribune's food section, and more seasonally fresh, globally inspired recipes on my blog, The Whole Dish at com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.